If you are looking to elevate your leadership and drive your nonprofit forward, I invite you to subscribe to the Successful Nonprofits newsletter. Every week, I curate exclusive shareworthy content that sparks inspiration, innovation, and conversation. From the latest trends to timeless advice, the weekly email newsletter is your all-access pass to a treasure trove of resources. But receiving the newsletter is not just about staying informed. It's also about getting our best content first. Subscribers get first access to our newest downloadable templates designed to propel your leadership and amplify your impact. And that's not all, my friend. We are constantly working on new ways to support you and your mission. So as a subscriber, you'll get updates on our latest projects, opportunities to participate in surveys, and a say in the topics that we tackle next. You will essentially get me as a consultant, coach, and confidant in your inbox, ready to help you navigate the challenges of nonprofit leadership. So if you're an executive director, board chair, or a nonprofit leader who believes in making a difference, join me as a newsletter subscriber. Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded. Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Bonus Break. I'm your host, Dolph Goldenberg. The Bonus Break is a short episode you can listen to while taking a coffee break and get the added bonus of making you and your nonprofit more successful. Produced as a companion to our longer Successful Nonprofits podcast, the bonus break covers all of the topics you care most about, professional development, fundraising, governance, board relations, marketing, and more. Since we just finished up our strategic planning series last week, I thought it might be worthwhile to explore the questions you should ask a consultant when you're interviewing them. I often refer to a good consultant as a good trekking guide. You want someone who has been there before, taken other people there safely, and will be focused on making sure you reach your end goal. And by asking the right questions at the front end before you hire a consultant, you are significantly more likely to get the right consultant for your project. Now, whether your nonprofit is about to begin strategic planning, a board development project, a fundraising plan, or some other major project, choosing the right consultant will likely be your most important decision. And for this reason, I offer 14 interview questions that will help ensure you find a good consultant in your local market. So the first question to ask is, how will you structure the proposed work? A good consultant can briefly, in three or four minutes or less, explain exactly how they would structure the work that needs to be done. And if they have difficulty explaining it in a relatively short period of time, that also means they're going to have difficulty working those folks through it who are working on the, on the project, really guiding them and helping them throughout the process. The second question to ask is, how is your approach different from other consultants? So this is really an opportunity for you to understand how this consultant might do things differently from the two or three other consultants that you interview. After all, you need to find a consultant that has a process and is a consultant in general that is a good fit for your organization. 
The third question to ask is, what do you already know about our organization? So this does two things. First of all, it kind of tells you whether or not they are experts in the field or space that your organization works in. And so, for example, if it's a workforce development organization, a consultant might say, well, you know, I've worked with the following other workforce development organizations that collaborate and partner with you. And so in my work with them, I've done some research already on the types of work that you're doing, where you excel, maybe where you've got some challenges as well. The fourth question to ask is, what steps do you take to protect our organization's confidential information? So again, whether this is a strategic planning process, a board development project, a fundraising project, whatever, the consultant is going to have access to confidential information. And you need to feel pretty secure in the fact that the consultant is going to respect that confidentiality, both in terms of how they work with other clients, but also how they maintain their data. So do they do anything to encrypt data? Um, you know, what do they do with their backups? How long do they keep raw data after the end of a project? Those are the types of follow-up questions that you might want to ask. And you also might want to ask, what access to our data do you need? So that way you'll get a greater comfort level with the data that they're going to have. Of course, no interview would be complete without asking what experience someone has with projects of this type. And so, for example, if you are looking for a board development consultant and you're talking to someone who has only done fundraising plans, you know, your board development project may end up looking a little bit more like a board fundraising project. Um, it, a, a good related question is, are you a specialist or a generalist? And I'll share with you, when I'm asked this question, I'm pretty upfront. I'm a generalist in a few areas. So that's board development, strategic planning, and transition. And so I kind of specialize in all three of those, but I have a relatively broad knowledge in all three areas. Now, there are some people, though, that are specialists. So there are some people that only do fundraising plans, that only do strategic planning. Um, it's important to know what you want. And so, for example, if you've got a complex financial issue, you probably want a specialist, someone who specializes just in the finance end of the nonprofit sector. So the sixth question to ask is to describe their area of expertise in the nonprofit sector. And this, of course, relates to the question about whether they're a specialist or a generalist. But what you want to really get a sense of is what was their professional experience before becoming a consultant? So were they in the for-profit sector or were they in the nonprofit sector? Were they program management? Were they fundraising management? Were they an executive director? Because that will, again, give you a much better sense of where they're coming from as a consultant. The seventh question to ask is, will you be working on this project alone or will colleagues work with you? This is a critical question because there are two different types of consultants. So some are consulting practices and some are consulting firms. Um, and so, again, I'll kind of answer this question. I have a consulting practice. I know other people who have consulting firms. And oftentimes when it's a consulting firm, there is one person 
that is going out and doing the sales, and that is often the owner of the firm, and then essentially farms that work out either to contractors or employees. And they supervise the work and they oversee the work. And of course, oftentimes they've actually trained those employees in exactly how to do the specific type of engagement. Um, But it's good for you to know the person you're talking to, are they going to be the one actually doing the work? um, Or are they going to be farming it out to, again, contractors and employees? And so, as I said, you know, I essentially have a consulting practice. There are two folks that I contract with to help me out when I get a little overwhelmed, but oftentimes they'll kind of split some of the work with me. Um, And then I've also got a part-time employee who helps with a lot of the back-end work, but she does not do a lot of the client-facing work. And so when I meet with a client, I'm able to kind of say, you know, I'm going to be the front-facing person on this engagement at least 90% of the time. Now, when I say that, it is also very fair, and these are the related questions, um, it is very fair for the person interviewing me to ask specifically who would be working on the project that other 10% of the time, what they would be doing, and what their experience is. And then the last question that I think is always a fair question to ask whenever you say that you might be bringing someone else in to help with the project is for you to ask the prospective consultant, will you be our primary contact? Um, Again, a key question because you need to have a sense that you are building a relationship in the interview with the person who's going to be working with you. An eighth question to ask is, are you a full-time consultant? So there are a lot of people in the nonprofit sector where consulting is a side business in addition to their full-time job. That is completely and 100% okay, but you need to know it because then you can ask some follow-up questions like, how much access will we have to you during the workday? Will all of our meetings and work have to be done in the evening or on weekends? Um, And then another question to ask is, and and honestly, you should probably ask this question, whether it's a full-time consultant or a part-time consultant, what's the maximum number of clients you can serve at once? So really when asking the full-time versus part-time consultant, you're really trying to identify how much access you're going to have, how much time they have to actually work on your project. The ninth question to ask a consultant is what will you need from us for this engagement to be successful? So, for example, will you need us to put together a work group? Keep in mind, we just finished the strategic planning series, the 10-part series last week. So will you need for us to put together a work group to do the strategic plan? Will you need specific data sets from us? Will you need to interview board members or staff members? So be very clear up front and find out what the consultant needs from you in order for this engagement to be successful. The 10th question to ask a consultant is how are your clients better off after an engagement ends? And let me share with you, the correct answer is not, well, they have a strategic plan, we had a board retreat for the board development project, or they've got a fundraising plan. The correct answer is, here's how clients got better, sharper, stronger over the course of the engagement and following the engagement. And so you want to understand some clear metrics around that. The 11th question to ask, and by the way, it is a trick question, is can you guarantee similar results of your other clients? And the reason that I tell you it's a trick question is 
No consultant can guarantee similar results. It's just not possible. There's too many moving variables. And a related question, if someone does not have a long client list and they're not able to share some great anecdotes about successes that their clients have experienced, is you can just ask the question, can you guarantee success? And if someone says, yes, I can guarantee success, there is a very high likelihood that they are making promises that they may not be able to keep. The twelfth question is, will you provide references from former clients for work that is similar to this? And again, what you want to get a real sense of is how open and transparent are they? Uh, One of the things that I always say to prospective clients is, hey, you know, here's my client list. I'm comfortable with you calling anybody on the list. And I'll give them a list of the client, the contact information, and the type of project. And, you know, pretty much you can call anybody who I've worked with, and I try to be open source about it. So you want a similar similar level of transparency, but then a related question, if they don't just give you their entire client list, if they just say, okay, well, you know, here are the three, here are the three folks that I'm okay with you contacting, is ask if you can call former clients that they did not provide as references. Um, again, that will give you a much better sense. If they're not comfortable with you calling former clients that were not provided as references, you might want to take a step back and reconsider bringing on this consultant. The 13th question to ask, lucky 13, is what is your fee structure? So specifically, will you be charging us hourly? Will this be project-based or will we be charged in some other way? And then the related follow-up question to ask is, What's your invoicing structure? So do you invoice us monthly? Do you invoice us 40% of the beginning of the project, 30% of the middle of the project, 30% of the end of the project? It's important for you to understand what you're going to be putting out up front as well as specifically how you are going to be charged. Now, there's some pros and cons with hourly versus project-based. With project-based, you know you kind of limit your liability. You know exactly how much money that you're going to be putting out to get the project done. Now, with hourly, um, you know, you might say, you might think to yourself, well, I might be able to save a little bit of money. Um, and this is true. Sometimes with hourly, you will save a little bit of money. But the other thing that then happens with an hourly project is if there are hiccups, if there are obstacles or road bumps that the consultant needs to work through, their hours actually end up being much higher than what maybe they'd anticipated to begin with. And the last question, number 14, is to ask the consultant, what else should we be asking you? And if the consultant says, you know, you pretty much you've thought of everything that I thought you should ask, again, that's probably a warning sign. Most consultants should be willing to offer a few more questions, in part because it shows that they are an expert, not just in their own field, but also in the area of consulting, and that they have consulted long enough and that they've been asked enough questions that they can think of one or two questions that maybe you should also be asking. So I offer these questions to help you find the right consultant for your project. And, you know, I answered a few of them along the way as I've kind of talked through them, but I'm also happy to answer any of them as well. This bonus break and the successful nonprofits podcast is produced by the Goldenberg Group as part of our mission to provide board development, strategic planning, and interim leadership to help nonprofits thrive in a competitive environment. Be sure to visit our podcast website at SuccessfulNonprofits.com or find me, Dolph Goldenberg, at GoldenbergGroup.com on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. 
Thanks for joining us for this bonus break. I hope you gain some insight to help your nonprofit succeed in a competitive environment. I am not an accountant or attorney, and neither I nor the Goldberg Group provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This material has been provided for informational purposes only, is not intended to provide, and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. Always consult a qualified, licensed professional about such matters.